0: Welcome to Back Into the Future with Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back into the future. It's the modern era. It's today. <laughs> September of 2022. You
1: don't know what day it is, do you? It's the 16th.
0: There you go. It's the day before my daughter's birthday. 2022. 2022.
1: It's also the day before the 10-year anniversary of when we met.
0: That's true. Well, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, 1994. (laughs) But uh, welcome to our Patreon-exclusive content, all you wonderful Patreoners. If you can read the title, we're talking about, speaking of 1994, (laughs) we're talking about Clerks Triple
1: yeah, it's kind of funny that Clerks came out the same year we started our show. I planned that. We were able to uh, do Clerks.
0: That's right, we did Clerks. We weren't well, able to you do did Clerks seven Clerks two
1: right? for a long. Day. Hey now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's to Clerks two. I don't. I don't remember when two thousand six. Oh, holy shit!
1: Yeah, I don't think we're gonna do Clerks two. Probably.
0: Well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we we've talked about when we're gonna stop doing the. The podcast that we've already recorded 25 years ago. <laughs> we're going to stop releasing the tapes from 25 years ago. Right. And, I don't know, 2005's a year that's been bandied about. That's the end of the... Uh, honestly, apparently 2022 would be a good year to do it. Why? So 20... 2047.
1: <laughs> I don't think we could go past when we started, which was... Mm, 96 or i'm <laughs> 20 9, 2019 i believe <clears throat> yeah
0: or 2018
1: 18 like i think yeah well it was 25 years ago 94 so it was 19 it was
0: 2019
1: yeah so i don't think we could go past that but i i can't imagine that we would do it for 25 full years i'd be
0: almost 70
1: yeah i doubt podcasts will even be a thing then
0: um no, I I don't know when we'll stop doing it, but, I don't know, 2005 seems like a decent stopping well, point. Well,
1: we talked about when does Dawson Creek end, because that's when I said we should stop. Dawson Creek! <laughs> I believe
0: 2005. <laughs> I said there are things in 2005 that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. 2005 is when the last prequel movie of Star Wars comes out. Or 2004, maybe it comes out. I don't remember. One of those two. But that's... Not, that would be an okay time to stop, you know, too. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Cinema, there's no, like, timeline of, oh, this is when cinema changed. Because, you know, going in the 90s, we're, we're talking about an era that clerks grew up in, an era of small, as, as Kevin Smith says in his, in his, like, direct to the audience, thank you for going to the theater. By the way, it was us and I think one other couple in the theater.
1: No, there were there were a couple uh, groups of people back there. But it wasn't a lot. No. Well, it was a very small theater. There was only like five rows of seats. Yeah. And they weren't full.
0: No, not at all. Not even. Like yeah. said, there was probably like six or seven of us.
1: Right. Yeah, probably total. And oh. that was a, you know, Friday night.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, it doesn't speak well for the movie here, but... You know, we're we're talking about an era of films in our other show where it's independent movies, big idea movies. There's a lot of just a diversity of films that can be made and released in a theater. And now, for better or worse, we get the same kind of movie released in the theater all the time.
1: Yeah, it seems that way.
0: Big comic book movie, big action movie. Whatever, big budget, you know, needs to make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Those are the movies that get released in theaters anymore. Everything else gets, you know, put over on, uh, you know, video streaming. on demand. And streaming and all that stuff. Which is sad. Especially going back to it in our other show. Not that all we talk about here on Patreon is our other show. But it it, it was a beautiful era of yeah. film. And I don't know exactly when that ends.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that it. The going to the theater didn't end when the uh, beautiful <laughs> movies ended. It ended when uh, the pandemic started. And yeah, but- it's only. It's like people aren't willing to take the risk of going out in a crowd unless it's something big.
0: But even before that, there were just these kind of movies released in theaters. Hmm. Even before the pandemic. I think. Oh, yeah. Reboots, yeah. big budget movies, sequels, stuff like that. That, I mean, that kind of started, I don't know exactly when. 2010, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think, or something like that. So, I guess. Anyway, speaking of this film, <laughs> I suppose before we kind of get into the movie proper, <laughs> why don't we talk about our individual, not our fictional 25 years ago, we watched this movie together. We went to the main art theater and watched it when, when it was being shown at the main art theater for the weekend that it got shown there. Because um, that's not how I actually experienced Clerks. Let's talk about how we came to this universe, the Viewisk universe, and how we kind of grew, you know.
1: Sure. Okay, well, I was 12 when Clerks came out. Mm-hmm. So... Uh... I was 14 or 15, depending <laughs> yeah. on when it was. So I definitely did not see it in the theater. I didn't see it until I rented it on video mm-hmm. a couple years, probably, you know, yeah, probably about two years later. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love and then saw Chasing Amy and fell in love even more. I think I saw Chasing Amy maybe even before I saw Rats. Like I was behind on things. Yeah. And I didn't see any of the movies in the theater until I think I saw Dogma in the theater. Okay think
0: and then when you saw clerks did you like you know fall in love and were like i want to you know yeah i remember i'm sorry i think i heard a knock on the door
1: come in
0: and you thought we weren't going to get interrupted (laughs) it's our children everyone well
1: it's our one child at this point yes dear
0: well i knew who it was I knew which child it was, because it's like she can, she's such a fame whore.
1: It's like she
0: can, <laughs> she can feel that we're recording something.
1: What? I, I wanted popcorn. You can have a little bit more, but since you just, uh, you know, ate, don't eat too much popcorn. And then I, I told you you need to get in the shower. I little will, miss. I will after you. A little bit. not Don't eat it all. Uh,
0: get closer to the microphone so they can hear you better. I love that she, like, she comes up to the microphone. Hi. Hello, everybody. She's our little content creator. <laughs> all right, go have some right, popcorn Bella's and then take corner. a shower. Anyway, so I remember a friend of mine, I believe, and I believe it. It was Tracy. I won't say the last name, but I believe Tracy is the one that showed me this movie for the first time. I remember going over to her house. We were friends, just hanging out and stuff, no romance or anything. And she was like, "Hey, we should watch this movie. I've seen it it's a It's called Clerks." She put it in, we watched it, and I don't know how I don't know the age range of our viewership necessarily. I don't know how many younger kids are out there, how many people our age. But for anyone that's that's a little bit younger than than we are, it's difficult to explain what made it so different than any other movie I'd ever seen. The dialogue, the kind of the back and forth, the you know the dirtiness of some of the stuff. It was all very. Bold, like mm-hmm. this dialogue was dialogue we just never heard before. Right? It was the same kind of thing with uh, Pulp Fiction, which came out in the same year. Obviously, Tarantino and and Smith are different kinds of directors, but dialogue wise, pop culture wise, snappiness wise, it was. I watched this movie and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it was just everything they said sounded so smart, and it was all so quick. And funny, and you were like, I want to talk like these people. <laughs> and so I watched it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is great. And I was in, maybe a month or two later, I was in a, a video store, and I saw Mallrats from the same director. It's like said, the director of clerks or whatever. And I was like, oh, I want to watch that. So I watched it, and that became my favorite Of those movies, so much so that in 1999, I was on the hunt for a DVD player because they were fashionable and popular, but I did not want to pay more than $100. I was looking for one for $100 or less, and I finally found one, and the first DVD I got was Mallrats. Oh, nice. With the... Behind the scenes and all the the gag reel and the, you know all the Easter eggs and stuff like that that uh, I missed that I know th- those were so cool <laughs> and then after that like I saw i think i I'm pretty sure I saw chasing Amy in the theater uh I might have seen it on it might have been another one I saw on on tape and then I saw Dogma in the theater it was one of the two but I saw i from dogma on I saw them all in the theater. And I was a big fan of the stuff that he was doing. And when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, which was kind of like the, the pinnacle of his era, I suppose, it was such a reward. I, I know I've said this before, but it was such a reward for being a fan. It's the, it's the most I've ever felt like that in a movie. Because jokes that they would do on there were jokes from the audio commentary from mall rats or <laughs> Clerks. You know, like I had all those on DVD at one point and listened to all the, the, those audio commentaries multiple times, saw the, you know, the um, behind the scenes and stuff. And there were jokes from that, like inside jokes from that. And I felt like I was a part of something, you know. And I got kind of that feeling watching this movie. At one point... They're having a fight, uh, Dante and Randall, and they go in in behind the freezer and Dante (laughs) says, it's cold back here, like Hoth, which is a callback to Clerks the Animated Series. (laughs) Because in the second episode of Clerks the Animated Series, they get trapped in the cooler in the back. Uh And he says that. He's like, oh, you know, it's, it's like Hoth in here and um they say like hey remember when this happened it's the second episode the second episode they did a flashback episode and all their flashbacks were to the previous episode because that's the only thing that had happened up until that point yeah it's a very funny concept but so it's like i saw that and i was like oh my god that's that's great that he included that uh but yeah that's when he's at his best, I think that's kind of the feeling that that he gives you. Yeah. And late, you know, in later years with the Jan Silent Bob reboot, which I did not like, unfortunately, and I thought was kind of soulless. It and, wasn't great. And the Yoga Hosers and, and Tusk. Tusk is okay. Yoga Hosers I didn't like that much.
1: Did you just say Tusk is okay? Tusk is
0: okay. There there's some okay things about it.
1: Cuz I you didn't wouldn't see like it, it because it's gross. I didn't see Tusk or Yoga Hosers based on your feedback from having seen them for massively fee when you watched them and talked about them with Mike. Yoga Hosers is awful. And yeah, I mean like when you're saying it's okay, it's like I, based on what I remember you talking about it did not seem okay.
0: But so anyway, um I don't think you'd like it because of the grossness of it, but lately he's kind of lost it. Now, I think this movie, I don't know where I would rank it necessarily of all of his movies, but this movie, I think this is what works about Kevin
1: Smith. I think I know where I would rank this movie, and I would rank it as number four.
0: Okay. what What, what would your top four be then?
1: Chasing Amy is number 1.
0: Mm-hmm. Chasing Amy is probably objectively his best movie.
1: Clerks is number 2. Okay. Um Rats is number 3. Wow. And then Clerks 3.
0: Interesting. It's definitely better than Clerks 2.
1: Oh. Yeah, Clerks 2 was not very good. No. It was it was funny. Yeah. But like like I told like I told you earlier, I ended up seeing it in the theater with uh, my friend Scott Randall. Mhm. Because he is also a big Kevin Smith fan.
0: Right, let's name drop everyone's full names. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Oh, like anybody, Find him. Like any of our friends listen anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, he invited a bunch of, you know, people, including my mother. Mm-hmm. And I saw a donkey show in a movie theater <laughs> with my mother. Right. So that was not great. Yeah, there's
0: some things that work about Clerks, too. But then there's some things that just go way overboard. And that's the thing. I think Kevin Smith is hurt as a filmmaker or hurts himself as a filmmaker when he's trying too hard to be too funny. Yeah. And in Clerks 2, it's like that. In Yoga Hosers, it's kind of like that. In Jantile Bob Reboot, it's kind of like that. In this one, he went back to basics and just told a story. And the humor comes from that. Instead of trying to, like, how many jokes can we ram into this? How many dick and fart jokes can we put into this? Instead of doing that, he lets the humanity of, the absurdity of humanity come out. And I think that works well. And that's, and this movie's not nearly as funny as you might think it would be.
1: No, I mean, and, and, I really enjoyed it and I think it was a very good movie, mm-hmm. but it was a little like jarring because yeah. we went to see it as a date night and I was looking forward to laughing uh-huh. <laughs> and instead there were tears. Oh, yeah.
0: It was, it's a heavy film.
1: <laughs> and I was like, that was not the vibe that I was looking for tonight, to nice. <laughs> but it was very, I mean, <sighs> It touched me. It didn't touch me the way I thought it would, but it definitely touched me.
0: So um, it didn't give you the good touch. <laughs> so ob- so obviously, if you haven't seen it, I would suggest being one of the dozens of people that go to see this movie <laughs> in the theater, as opposed to waiting on for On Demand, I would recommend it.
1: Now, if you're anywhere like near us, then you know your chance is running out, because it's only showing for four days. Yeah, until Sunday. Yeah.
0: But I'm sure it's other places, yeah. where, and it'll be on video on demand probably soon. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, in the next like couple weeks, it'll be on video on demand. But I would watch it before you listen to us, because there's going to be spoilers throughout.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: But to kind of set the stage, obviously, I think most people who are familiar with Kevin Smith know that he had a heart attack, uh, that he had that Widowmaker heart attack, where it's like very high chances of death. He did survive, changed his diet and all that stuff, which is you know, why good. he's so
1: thin now. Yeah,
0: and good on him, you know, for doing for doing all that stuff and and caring about his health and wanting to be there for his children and his wife and everything. Um, so the plot of this movie is that Randall has a heart attack and decides that he has wasted his life doing nothing, which. This, char- this character did yeah. waste his life and do nothing, essentially, and that he should make a movie about his life.
1: And his life being wasted and doing nothing. Right. I mean... Very meta. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, you know, Dante being the good friend that he is, you know, like, tries to help make his his passion a reality.
1: Yeah, well, the doctor tells him, you know, the best thing that he can do for the next few months is whatever's going to lift his friend's spirits, so this gives him the easy answer as to what that's going to be. Yeah. The doctor mentions. (coughs) Played
0: by Amy Sedaris, who is brilliantly funny. Anybody that's familiar with Strangers with Candy knows how funny she is.
1: But um, the doctor mentions that middle-aged men tend to have depression after heart attacks, so I wonder if that's also something Kevin Smith dealt with. I would assume yes. It seems, this movie feels very biographical, and it also feels like a goodbye.
0: The personal nature of this movie, I think, is what makes it so good.
1: Yes. There are,
0: like I said, like, like I told you, I haven't told you guys yet, But like I told you after we saw this movie, there are some technical things that I could nitpick about the movie. Some, you know, some of the actors being, you know, not great actors because of, you know, they're not really professional actors. Some of them were just hired by Kevin Smith because they were Kevin Smith's buddies or people that lived in the area when he made the first movie. And they all kind of come back. And, you know, some of them are doing their best, but they're not great, you know, necessarily.
1: What? I'm just wondering, like, I mean, I don't want you to necessarily call it out, but, like, maybe tell me later who you think sucks because.
0: <laughs> okay. The guy that plays, uh, what's his name? The one from Clerks 2.
1: Eli. Eli. Eli- is it e- Elijah or Eli? I
0: think it's Eli. The the Jesus one. Turn, the one who does the donkey show Satanous in Clerks 2. One.
1: I didn't even recognize him. Like, it took me, like, halfway through the movie to realize who it was.
0: He's not that great of an actor. There's yeah. there's some scenes that he has where he's supposed to be really emotional and stuff, and it's like, <clears throat> you you I just can see your acting.
1: Well, I just, I kind of got the feeling, though, that, you know, he's the comic relief, and so, like, it wasn't supposed to be. I guess.
0: But it's like, and then there's there's a couple of them from... Before you know, like I, I don't know all their names. So I'm not going to call all of them out, but there's a couple cameos from no, none of the regular people. Like the guy that does Dante, the guy the, um, uh Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson, who does Randall. They're they're good. Yes. I mean, they're not they're not fucking Jack Nicholson, but they're 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 more than good enough. Um, but there are there is a, a couple of them, the older ones, that it's like. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I understand you're not a professional. And I'm not judging them that harshly because they're not professional actors. But, you know, there's a couple of them. And anyway, so, and Kevin Smith's mom makes a cameo. I don't know if you if
1: noticed that. Was she the old lady who does the swearing? or She's the old old lady that was like, uh,
0: you know, who, who writes this stuff? Uh, Whoever this person's mother is should be ashamed of herself. That's his mom. Oh, okay. And she was in the original movie as well, play, okay. playing the same character. Then um, she's delightful. But I don't know if you noticed when, at the beginning, when Randall has his heart attack, he's wearing a Chulies gum shirt. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that shirt? Yeah. The shirt says, suck me off and make me gum.
1: Okay, I did not read all that. <laughs> I just noticed the Chulies. <laughs>
0: Because And it says Chulies lollipop. Because it's like like a blow pop. It's a lollipop with Chuli's gum in the middle. So it says, suck me off and make me gum. And I want that shirt because that is one of the fucking funniest things I've ever seen.
1: I bet you they'll make that shirt. I'm sure they
0: will. Uh, And I liked, there was a couple meta gags when he's cutting open the newspapers and he puts it in the little newspaper stand. It says, newspapers, and then in parentheses underneath it says, remember those.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: Which I thought was hilarious. It's it's kind of like a joke that the clerks would do, right. but also like a joke for the audience. Right. Because it's like, why are we doing this in this montage you know, and everything? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of sight gags like that in the background that work really well. Yeah. Um, but so... They, at the end of the movie, I'm just going to skip to the end real quick. At the end of the movie, part of what makes it so sad is that Dante dies, mm-hmm. which is why it feels like a goodbye. Dante has a heart attack and then dies. And we were talking about this, and I feel like part of the reason he did, I think he wants to close the book on this universe completely, which is fine, because it's been a long time. Yeah, And... I think part of the reason why I did this is because Dante's based on him. Cuz he worked at the he was the clerk at this place mm-hmm. when he made this movie. And Randall's kind of based on a friend of his, but like he sort of wrote this that part with all the good jokes cuz he was going to play that part. But then he realized that trying to do all these lines, trying to be this involved in acting in the movie and then directing the movie And fucking editing it and Uh all this stuff. Like, all the stuff that he had to do and writing and rewriting it would be way too hard. And he's not a trained actor. So he just decided to do the Silent Bob part because it was easy.
1: Which I think is such a better fit anyway. Oh, for
0: sure. So they gave it to this guy. So, uh, Jeff Anderson. So, um these two characters are sort of his two identity characters. Right. Right, like different parts of his personality and, and all that stuff. And one of them has a heart attack and lives, and one of them has a heart attack and dies. The two outcomes that he could have had in his life. So I think that's kind of part of why he does it too. It's brilliantly foreshadowed too, and I don't use that term lightly because I didn't really see it coming yeah it ticked something in my head like it's supposed to when she says it and then when it comes up later i'm like of course um but he's the doctor says to dante hey if you've been eating the same diet that he's been eating you know and you guys are the same age you should get your heart checked too and, yep. I, and he doesn't and he <laughs> dies of a heart attack um but because uh, you know, eighty percent chance. He's you know. That's
1: so. Like, God, that had to be so horrifying for you know Kevin Smith in real life. Absolutely, eighty percent chance of death. This,
0: this fucking dude, Kevin Smith, said he drank a gallon of milk every day. Holy shit!
1: Like, what the fuck Why would you do that? I don't know. That's like suicide.
0: Yeah, but so now obviously he's he's much better now with his diet. He's totally vegan and everything now. So
1: one thing I wondered while we were watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Was and now that, like, now that we've been talking about it, I'm sure it probably is accurate. But I was like, would it really be like this where they were talking to him while they were doing the catheterization catheterization, and everything?
0: Yeah, I was wondering that too because I don't know if that's a thing where you're awake during cardiac catheterization. I
1: believe it is because, like, they wanted to do one for me many, 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 many years ago. And I said, hell no. And I think that was also part of it was thinking about being awake during something like that.
0: Yeah. So that's scary, too. But, yeah, they, uh, so that's, and that is probably accurate, like you said, because he probably was having a conversation high as a kite uh, talking <laughs> about that. He was on fentanyl, apparently.
1: Well, and he was probably under, you know, that one drug that they give you that makes you not remember stuff, that yeah. twilight drug. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. do that
0: for, um, like, colonoscopies and stuff like that. Well,
1: they also were trying to do it for me when i had a tumor removed right and uh, apparently um i would not hold still oh okay so they had to put me all the way out oh gotcha all right isn't that messed up it is messed up like can you imagine him just on the table like hey i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) hold still you're cutting me fuck you (laughs) wow i have no idea what i actually did in there but yeah because you were on medication but they were like smiling and you know like oh you just Smiling, wouldn't holding hold still. knives above you. <laughs> no i was just saying like when i asked them they're like oh you just wouldn't hold still and there was like this smile and i'm like what did i do that's hilarious it's probably trying to fight a bitch right <laughs> but
0: so uh so yeah so i, I kind of feel like that's part of the reason he did it and i feel like it's it's a um you know like you said a goodbye i think i think those are the reasons but it's it's very foreshadowed throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. really um even like when he's talking about the the Empire Strikes Back line they do that again and he says like it's a you know a series of down endings and he does all that stuff and it made mm-hmm. me think about this movie. It's like yeah this is kind of his Empire Strikes Back or whatever. Yeah. Um and uh they so Rosario Dawson's character Rebecca dies while she's pregnant. This all happens before the movie. She dies in 2006 so I guess shortly after they got married and she got pregnant shortly after the end of clerks too. Yeah. But
1: while she was still pregnant, yeah.
0: Drunk driver hits her. She dies. And obviously the baby dies and it's been 15 years and he feels like he, his life is over, you know, which I can understand.
1: He feels like he says he feels like he died then. Right. It's so, like, it just upsets me that his life is so sad. And, like, I know that it's like, oh, this is, you know, Kevin Smith based this on himself, but his life's not sad. He's no. a millionaire, yeah. and he's got a family and all that stuff. Yeah, so. his
0: wife lived, and he's got a daughter who's a very, who's in this briefly, but is a very talented actress. Um, But, uh so... You know, I think he's just like, this is what would happen to Dante or whatever, I guess. The world fucking unloads on Dante constantly.
1: It's just so awful. Like, he he is miserable. He finds happiness just long enough to make him more miserable because he loses it. It's right. just bullshit. I know.
0: It does kind of suck.
1: Like, if he wasn't such a charming character, you know, but he is. It's like, you really care about Dante.
0: Yeah. And it, it takes the happy ending of Clerks 2. It really destroys
1: <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I kind of want to watch Clerks 2 now again. So that I can see the happy ending and then be sad about what happens next.
1: Well, you know, on the the good news is that we do own the DVD. Yeah, that's true. The bad news is that we have no way to watch DVDs anymore. No, we do. We've got a DVD player. We do. Yeah. Oh yeah, Stefan does. Stefan's
0: really. DVD player, Blu-ray player, is a DVD player too. Eh, okay. But um, so what was I going to say? I'm so sorry. like, oh, that's okay. So, yeah, so she dies and everything, and she's in the movie. And I thought, when I saw, when I because we see that she dies right away at the beginning of the film, but she's in the credits. And I'm like, why did they kill this character if she's going to come back, assumably in flashbacks or, like, whatever? And he talks to her, mm-hmm. you know, talks to her ghost or whatever. She appears. It's like hallucinations or just imaginations or whatever. Um, I mean, not hallucinations. He's not crazy. It's clearly he knows it's not real. It's just like imagination kind of stuff. Um, He talks to her and everything, and it's clear once we find out he dies, it's like that's why. So that he has something to go to. Yeah. And she constantly is talking about, hey, live your life. Turn the page. While you're alive, you can do stuff. And it's like he doesn't, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah no he he is very set in wanting to wallow in his grief and misery
0: it seems true to his character though yeah character established throughout the three movies and so you know he dies and he ends up being with her or whatever it's it's very sad when he dies because he's had his heart attack he's in the hospital and Rand. he's had a fight with Randall Randall comes and shows him the movie and it's Clips of clerk like clerks.
1: Yeah, I didn't love that part. Like, it was, in some ways it was cool because it's cool to see the clips of clerks, but it they sh- were making a movie.
0: Yeah, it should have been him when he was
1: older. Yeah, we saw them filming the movie. They should have used clips of the updated stuff.
0: Right. They could have even, like, stylistically shown him young and then, like, do, like, a little effect, like a strobe effect or whatever. And then show him old.
1: Yeah, like, like a recreation. Exactly.
0: Like he's seeing the movie and then it's going back to when he was younger.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool. You know, like he's
0: reliving it kind of thing, right? And they could have done like some kind of techniques to make it look like that. But anyway, he's in the hospital bed and then they, they cut and he's in like a movie theater watching it. And Rosario Dawson's there and they hold hands and stuff. I'm gonna cry again talking about it, <laughs> and um, you know he's like uh, you know it's the best movie or whatever like say basically saying his life like he was happy with his life, and then he goes off and dies right. Um, so that's that was like that was the saddest part to me mm-hmm. was kind of like you know, but it's he gets a kind of closure too. Yeah, they also talk about the and this works as like an in joke. And also foreshadowing. The one guy comes and he's got a gun and whatever. And and Dante's like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, you know, there's not a lot of action in the movie. So I figured, you know, like, you get shot, you know, when this guy tries to rob the place, which was...
1: The original plan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, he wisely scrapped that or whatever. And he's like, well, you're just going to kill me in the third act? Like, you know, and he's like, what if we make sequels? And he's like, what am I, a hack? Which is funny. Um... (laughs) But that's also foreshadowing because Dante get, dies in the third act of this movie. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of, like, you know, kind of preparing you for it throughout the film.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's very, it was very emotional to watch it. Like, there was a lot of emotional things throughout the movie that didn't hit me the way that I thought they should have maybe like, I don't know. Like there was a couple times where I was like, like feeling sad for him or whatever about Mm -hmm. like the loss or, you know, like it just, eh, whatever. But the end when he's dying, that's when it really, yeah, really got me. Well, and
0: the thing too is it's, there's a lot going on in this movie. Yeah. The, the last shot of the film is his daughter. Harley Quinn Smith going through the milk. There, it's oat oat milk now, Oatly. But she's <laughs> going through the milk, looking, being the milkmaid, mm. looking for the the you know the date that's never going to end or whatever. Right? His mom was that person, and that was the last shot of clerks. Okay. So it's kind of it's like. Yeah, the cycle keeps going like you know generations. You know, like it, it, there's a lot of messaging like that in there. But it's also like a kind of like a I don't want to say a funeral or like a wake. The movie for an era that no longer exists. Yeah, and it's that's like that makes you think about your own mortality, your own youth, and like um, that's the deep down kind of like hard part about it is being nostalgic for the time period that we're doing the podcast right. in and how that world doesn't exist anymore and it's a loss just like you know Dante's death as a character is a loss so there's you know if art is and like I said I could sit here and nitpick some cinematography choices or I could nitpick some editing choices Or, you know, some of the... Structurally, the movie's fine. But, like, I could nitpick some of those things. But at the end of the day, art is supposed to touch you on an emotional level. And this movie definitely, I think, succeeds at that. And that, I think, is, you know, the biggest praise that you can give a film. Yeah. So I I was very impressed. Especially considering where he's gone (laughs) You know, like he he does a lot of um, directing of television now, which I think's uh, perfectly suited for him. Like he's done Supergirl and, and stuff like that. That those it's like quick, you know, uh, you know everything like quick. Let's get it done on standard budget kind of stuff, and he's great at that. Mm-hmm. But artistically, in the writing and some of the directing. Of As we talked about his, his Newer movies I think he's gone Especially I was really disappointed With the Jay and Silent Bob reboot Because that's one of my More favorite movies of theirs is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back And that just really Failed on so many levels uh, When The idea of it could have been Great um, So I was really surprised At how much he th- Hit this out of the park
1: yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely a movie for us, our generation. Yeah. Like, I don't think our kids could possibly get it. I mean, not obviously our kids are too young, but I mean, like, even like Ava. Yeah. Who's 17. I don't think she would get anything out of this movie. To teenagers
0: <laughs> now, this would not be their clerks. Nah. You know, like, this is for sure for the people in our age group that discovered it on video and, kind of grew up with him as one of their, their directors. Yep. And, yeah, it's, you know... And, and and I think that's kind of, you know, like his daughter being that person at the end of the movie. I think it kind of speaks to that. They'll have their clerks. It's just not this movie. And it's not clerks. You know, it will somebody else will come along and make a movie of their generation. And hopefully, anyway. And... You know, or maybe not. Maybe that world is gone. I don't maybe. I don't know. That's that that are well, artistically, like I said, there are so many things it would take us for a long time. There are so many things underneath the surface that are going on in this movie. It's a very deep film.
1: I think uh YouTube is their clerks. I think yeah. they all have their five minutes now. That's true. Yeah. And they all right. tell their stories. So it's a very different world.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I mean, you know, I don't know. That it's good for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like that it's they're they're going to define their world with their medium. Like you said I think YouTube's a good that it, I think that's a good call. It probably is theirs. But I mean, what do you have any other thoughts about this?
1: No, I think I've I've said everything I wanted to say.
0: I know you wanted to ask me a question when we were in the car. And then you were like, "Oh, I'll wait till we record." Shoot! And you were like, "Problem is, I won't remember it."
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you don't remember it. I do not.
0: Uh, you started off by saying, "Didn't you think, or don't you think, or what did you think?"
1: I don't know. I mean, we <laughs> just spent half an hour talking about what we think, so we probably covered whatever it was, but I don't right. remember.
0: But yeah, I you know, they brought back everybody they could. Yeah. For sure. Like everybody everybody came back. Veronica was back. And she had sex with Dante in her car. Yeah, that was funny. Um Yeah. I uh like I said, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Oh, no. I did want to say one thing. Yes. In the beginning of the
0: movie
1: mm-hmm. the um Eli or whatever, Elijah, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. He fucking tries to smite. What's his face? Randall. Yeah. And then Randall drops a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And yet he still turns his back on God because he didn't save him, but he saved him anyway. But
0: yeah, that was weird.
1: It was not. He,
0: (sighs) that, that was the one part that's like, they want him to become a Satanist or whatever for the joke. Funny. And the different weird things that he's doing in the background are funny. Yeah. But like you said, that didn't make a lot of logical sense. He prays to God, in, almost jokingly, to smite Randall. Yeah. He drops of a heart attack immediately after that. They're in the hospital and he says, God save him. Gives God no time to save right. him. And then it's like, well, fuck you then. And, t- and says, Satan, save him. I'll pledge my soul to you. Almost like he's going insane. He's pulling his pants down yeah. in the fucking waiting room. Like, almost like he's going crazy. It was really weird.
1: It was very weird. Does he think he's having another donkey show? Like, what, yeah. why? Why is this happening?
0: And then Randall does get saved. And so then he attributes it to Satan. Why couldn't it have been God? He could have given God some time, right? And then Randall would have been okay, and then he could have just been fine. They should have—he should have written it in, in a slightly different way. I think.
1: I mean, it was funny or whatever. It just, yeah, I don't know. It kind of rubbed me wrong. I didn't love it. Yeah. Just like I didn't love the Donkey Show. Pretty much everything with that character, I just don't like.
0: Yeah, it's a weird character, <sighs> and I don't necessarily think he needed to come back. But eh. I guess he's the new Dante. Yeah, I don't like that. They kind of wanted, like, it seemed like they wanted to, like, they they had him as being kind of like a Jay and Silent Bob, like he had his own Silent Bob. Yeah. And it's like, it it seemed like they wanted to pass it off to the next generation, I guess. But, like, don't make movies with them. Is the next generation. No. It doesn't really work, you know. No. no. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, no offense to that guy. I'm sure he's a lovely person. <laughs> but, yeah, I, like the stuff with this character, I wasn't, and I didn't think he was a great actor. Especially, especially that part in the hospital where he's, like, freaking out. It's kind of like, what is going on? And it did not seem real in any way. No, it for sure. It seemed a lot like he was acting. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. But, yeah, that is uh, that is our thoughts on Clerks 3D. They should
1: have made it in 3D. Should oh, have. yeah, Clerks, that would have been fun. Clerks I think 3D. that would have been too expensive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so thank you for uh, listening. All right, we will see you uh,
0: next time, Patreon listeners. Bye. Bye.